And I said, you know what, I'm going to do that. I'm going to just kind of like embrace the study method. And uh, then I passed. And once I passed FAR, that was my first exam I passed. I just told myself, like, I'm not going to fail again. Like, I know how to pass these now. Nice. And I didn't. I passed the next three in a row. (laughs) That's awesome. Welcome to episode 31 of the CPA Exam Experience podcast from Superfast CPA. I'm Nate, and in today's episode, you're going to hear me talk with Thomas. Thomas is a Superfast CPA customer, and he's now a CPA. And as I listen back on this interview, this is one of my favorite interviews simply because of the point that his story illustrates. And the point being, I guess I'll go back. So one of the main things I get emails about is uh, someone who purchases our, our course, they've watched the free training, the general ideas made sense to them, and then they'll watch the, the full videos or sometimes they'll try it for a day or two and then they'll email me and they'll be like, this is not working, this is not gonna work for me. And the key thing that I you know, struggle with to convey to people is, okay, listen, and this is the same with any approach, not just this approach, but this gives you a very clear set of steps to follow. However, it's like the bike riding example. I can tell you to sit on the bike and turn the pedals with your feet, but anyone who knows how to ride a bike knows that there's a lot more going on there that you can't really put into words. There are these like nuances that are just unlocked with balancing, keeping the bike balanced as you pedal that you just have to learn by doing it. And that's the key point here is, uh, you know, you can watch the videos and make some determination of, for a lot of people, this it just clicks and they're like, this makes so much sense. I'm going to do it. And they go forward and they just, you know, crush their exams and that's it. And then other people watch the videos and they just, they have a really hard time trusting the idea of jumping straight into the questions for any given lesson or, you know, using the multiple choice questions as your primary learning tool instead of the video lectures or the text. And what's hard for me to convey to people is, and I usually just make one attempt, you know, I, If they email me something like that, I'll be like, okay, listen, if the general idea made sense to you in the beginning, you owe it to yourself to at least give this an actual try for two or three weeks because it is like riding a bike. The, The nuances or the real secrets of the study process are unlocked to you as you actually put this into practice over two or three weeks. And from there, it will be crystal clear how this works. The study process will be much, much easier every day and it will be more effective and you'll get through the material faster. You'll retain it better. And you know, we have, I don't even, I don't know a number, hundreds of these, uh, you know, reviews people have come back and given us based on these strategies. You have all these interviews where person after person describes the same process, but Thomas's story is just much more clear because he explicitly says in the beginning of the interview, he had our materials, from pretty near into the beginning of his study process, but he just could not trust the idea of jumping into the questions first. And so he did things the normal way, you know, watching every video lecture, reading every chapter, but you know, he kept failing the sections in the beginning. And so as he got to, I think he says it was far, he had about two weeks left, 
was feeling stressed out about it, he decided to just just try as a last ditch effort the questions first approach. So that's all he does for the last two weeks. He ends up passing that section. So from there, he switches and he says, okay, I'm just gonna embrace this study process. This is what I'm gonna do from here on out. I'm just gonna trust it. And he goes three for three on his remaining three sections. So I love Thomas's story. The interview is really good. We cover not just that, but Again, it's like the other interviews, we cover a lot of stuff about the study process, including all parts of the study process. The daily main session, the mini sessions, he talks a lot about how he used our audios in his study process. The final review or the lack thereof when you use this approach that you don't need a final review, what he would do the last two days before an actual exam, the timelines he was aiming for on test day, just all parts of the study process that you'll get a lot out of. So. He also mentions that the first thing he came across with our materials was the free one hour training session. So let me give that to you really quick. If this is the first thing you've heard of from us, the best place for you to start, we do these free one hour trainings where we go through a a summary, but it's also, it's pretty in depth. I mean, you get the, the key ideas of how our study process works so that you can judge for yourself if the ideas make sense or not. So just from this training session, this will save you months and months of time of frustration if you will just trust the process, put it into practice for yourself, you know, like I just described. The secrets, the nuances are unlocked as you actually learn it yourself by doing each day for a few weeks. So to register for one of those free training sessions, you can go to our website, superfastcpa.com. It's the main link on the front page, or you could just text pass now as one word to 44222. So with that being said, let's get into the interview with Thomas. What got you into accounting originally? Did you have parents or anything or relatives that were CPAs? No, I actually went to school to be a mechanic originally. And it wasn't the, it wasn't a great career. So I went back for a business and just decided to pick a concentration because I thought that'd be better accounting, finance, whatever. I can switch it later. And accounting just kind of stuck. Yeah. That's uh, very similar to me. My account beginning accounting classes and just the general business major were the ones that I just kind of effortlessly got A's in because it just made perfect sense. A little bit of math, you know, simple math. So, all right. And so after that, you went through school. Did you end up doing a master's or just the 150 hours? No, I did a master's degree. My school had a blended program. So I was able to get that done at the same time. Nice. And when you started studying for the CPA, how did you start off? Did you just get a review course and open it up and start going? Yeah, the first firm I worked at, um, everybody used Roger. So I was told that Roger kind of had energetic videos. So I purchased Roger. Um, Wasn't able to get to studying right away, but I did purchase a course that had unlimited access. So I wasn't too worried about that. And kind of just started studying the traditional way, even Mm -hmm. though I actually had purchased your course when I went to go start studying and I did start watching the study hacks and everything. Oh, nice. But I have to be honest, like when it was the question first approach and, you know, I just felt that there was, there's no way I could learn just by guessing on questions, reading explanations, figuring out how they worked, figuring out mm-hmm. the core concepts. And so I definitely wasted a lot of time to start. Okay. And then, well, I guess that's the, ma- the most obvious question. What was your breakthrough for how you figured out how to study? Well, I actually failed three sections to start 
and I knew that I was going to stay determined. I knew I could do this, but um, I failed far twice. And then I was so close. I got a 73. I watched one of your videos and it said, if you're in that like 70 to 74 range, just hammer multiple choice questions. You're almost there. Just push through. And I said, you know what? I'm going to do that. I'm going to just kind of like embrace the study method. And uh, then I passed. And once I passed far, that was my first exam I passed. I just told myself like, I'm not going to fail again. Like I know how to pass these now. Nice. And I didn't. I passed the next three in a row. <laughs> That's awesome. And so, so I guess what you were saying when you first started trying the question first approach didn't really work for you. How, how did that actually go? Did you, is that when you failed the three sections, is that just what you kept trying to do or how, how did, how did that work? I didn't give myself a full chance to try it. Gotcha. I just felt that I needed to watch these lectures. I didn't want to go into these questions blindly. I knew that it was really important to focus on multiple choice. Uh, the first section I took and I didn't pass was reg. I also got a 73. Didn't even make it through the multiple choice questions, not even once. And I remember sitting in that exam and I'm like, oh my gosh, I had a question that was kind of like this. I had a question that was kind of like this. If I just would have spent more time over here, yeah, it would have, I think I could have passed. And going to, uh, I decided to move on to far next. And um, I still felt like I had to watch the lectures first. And I felt like I monitored my progress based on the percentage of videos watched. And I made sure they were watched completely so I could hit that 100%. Yeah. And honestly, for reg the second time around, which was a year after, over a year after I studied it the first time, the tax law had changed and everything. I didn't watch any lectures. Same with audit, same with BEC. I just, if there was a question or two that was from a certain area that was really challenging, I would go back and watch the lecture. Yes. Okay. Honestly, that only happened a couple times. I really just didn't even focus on them. I went to question first approach. Okay. Okay. So I'm understanding better. So after you, did you say it was far the first one you passed, you barely missed and then you went to just using the question approach basically. And then you passed and then from Mm -hmm. there, so from there you were using the question first approach. That's what you're saying for the other three. For the other three. Yeah. Pure question first approach. Okay. Okay. So just for the benefit of anyone that listens to this, because I talk a lot about it, but uh, I've been asking this to these people I've been doing these recent interviews with, and it, it just kind of helps to get other perspectives. When you, so, so from that first time where you didn't want to try the question first approach or kind of thought, I just don't like that. I feel like I need to watch the video lectures and kind of trying the question first approach. And then when it clicked for you, when you, how would you describe the difference or What's, what's your process for using the questions to learn the material? Like, how would you describe how that works? Well, I would just, I would still go through in like order of, you know, mm-hmm. one through chapter, whatever, um, doing the question first approach. And I would actually write like almost everything out and my hands would be killing me at the end of like study sessions. But if I got a question wrong or I guessed, I would write it out. If I had seen the question before, I would actually stop and I would write out why the answer was right. Like say if I knew the answer was correct because I'd seen it a couple times. Yeah. I would write out the reasoning of why it's correct. And then I would compare that after I actually made the selection and looked at the explanation. Gotcha. 
for calculation heavy questions, would you just kind of reperform, reperform it right then and there to kind of get how the calculations worked? Yeah, and I would walk it through my head. Like if I had to add this, subtract, whatever, I would just go through that whole process, even if I already knew. Because especially with calculation questions, you could be like, oh, okay, I've seen that number before. I, I know which one is the right one. So I need to, you know, prove that I know how to calculate it on exam day. Okay. And uh, you, you basically just mentioned this. So you're, you were taking actual notes um, instead of making flashcards. Is that kind of how you did the... I actually would make them into flashcards, but I never used them. Oh, really? Yeah. If it was like a small fact or something quick, I would use a flashcard and I would just write it out or maybe sometimes I'd flip it over. And after I wrote it out, kind of how the review course provided it, I would flip it over and then write it in my own words. Yeah. And see, that's, that's what I was getting to is I feel like that is a key pillar that anyone's study process needs to include, whether you write out notes or use flashcards, but taking things that you don't really understand and putting them in your own words, you know, is, is key. I mean, I I feel like it's something you cannot skip, especially with the CPA exams. And uh, it's one thing to read the explanation, you know, written by an accounting professor and you kind of think, okay, I, I get that. But like you said, I had that exact experience on FAR. You get in there and you're so close on all these questions. And the main thing is that's missing is you just, you didn't fully understand it yourself. You know, you were just basically trying to memorize words and not really understand like how it actually fits together. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's a, that's a key point. Uh, I'm glad I went deeper on that because I have that interaction with people a lot on emails where they will, they'll get the course, they'll watch the videos and then they'll, they'll email me and they'll say, this just, I can't possibly go through questions first without watching the video lectures or understanding the background, you know, and I'll try to tell them, I'm like, okay, I, I admit there's, there's some nuance to it. Like you have to do this process for a few weeks and it will just, kind of like the secrets of how to do it are, are unlocked as you execute it each day. You know, mm-hmm. it doesn't make, it sounds counterintuitive at the beginning, but <laughs> I'm glad, I'm glad we clarified that. Uh, what about Sims? How did you prepare for those? All right. For Sims, uh, since I did, I wasn't successful in my first couple attempts. I did practice Sims a lot. The first time I figured I really needed to know them. And my advice for other candidates is, is definitely practice a few with your review software. You got to hit that one sim that instead of leaving everything blank, they wanted you to enter zero. So then you enter the problem and your data was correct, but you only get 17% correct because you left a whole bunch of fields unanswered. And then you kind of get the the pains and you know what to look for and how to break down the question. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I didn't practice sims. I practiced sims the first time I took reg, a little bit when I took far, and then when I passed audit, BEC, and reg, I didn't practice a single sim. Wow. I just did all multiple choice questions so I could have those concepts ready for the sims because I think you describe it perfectly. And I've used your description to my friends saying that the sims are going to be much more challenging and much more different on exam day. Why am I going to spend 30 minutes on a sim preparing for this format? And I'm not going to see that during the exam. I should get the material down. 
Yeah, that is, that's a big thing. Um, it's exactly like you said, you do need to do some practice sims to have a general idea of how they look and everything. Uh, and like you said, that's a good point. There are some where they expect you to enter a zero in like 20 fields. Even if you, if it's not a number, you don't just leave it blank. So there is that you, you, you have to have some understanding of how they actually work. Mm -hmm. But then on the other side, you don't just relentlessly do practice Sims. You're much better off deeply understanding the concepts uh, which I think, like you said, multiple choice questions do a better job of overall or your time's mm -hmm. better spent doing that. And then the other thing on test day is leaving yourself more than enough time to sit there and figure out the Sims. And I guess that's a, so you, you said your first exam, you didn't even get through the multiple choice questions. On the practice so software, yeah. Oh, it was in the practice software? Yeah, like I always gotcha. I felt that... Um, as long as you made it through the multiple choice questions twice all the way through, mm -hmm. uh, you'd probably be pretty prepared to pass. Yeah. But that first time I spent so much time watching lectures that I didn't even see every question my review course had to offer. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. And so uh, I think the other thing that helps so much with the question first approach is just you actually get, you know, you get like good at answering multiple choice questions, which on test day, kind of unlocks the key to the Sims is helping you get done really quickly. Yeah. Is that, I'm guessing you were getting done with the multiple choice questions at the two hour mark or earlier on when you took the exams? Yeah, I had no problem keeping up with um, exam pace. And I really felt like that final test lit of three task-based simulations, I had not ample time, but more than average, more than like Roger would allot for it. I think he said like, an hour for the last three and I was having a little bit extra and that last problem. I mean, I always took it to the wire, but I definitely had more time than needed. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I think that's just a huge thing for the Sims. How did you treat the last few days before? Well, let's contrast the, uh, you know, when you were struggling with the exams, what did you do for a final review? I'm guessing you did the normal thing where you take two weeks and try to relearn everything. No, uh, yeah. So how did that, how'd you do the final review before? And then once you started passing your exams, how'd you do a final review? Um, I never did a final review. Like I, I kind of was running out of time, especially the first few times that I didn't pass exams. I felt that I should try and at least expose myself to all the material. Um, that was on, that was planning on my part, but then I adopted your approach of starting every day with a random set of 30 multiple choice questions. Yeah. And I would start this about, 30 to 40% when I was about that far into the material, then I would start every day, 30 multiple choice questions of all the material I'd previously studied. And I just did that every single day. And the scores would always be good because I already studied that material. Mm -hmm. And then once I finished the next session, I would add it on, add it on. And there was no need for a final review because I'd been reviewing the whole time. Yeah. So I, I guess, right. And that, that is what I, you know, tell people to do is exactly what you said, because if you are adding in re-review daily, that's the entire point. You don't have to relearn everything the two weeks or a week before the exam, because you've 
continually gotten better at everything instead Mm -hmm. of slowly forgetting everything. Would you just go through new material right up until like the day before or like the last two days, would you do kind of a cram session and just do endless sets of 30 or what'd you do the like last two days before an exam? Right. Yeah. Definitely. The goal is to get to the point where you're pulling 30 questions from all material available for that section. Mm -hmm. As much time before the exam as possible. Not too much time. You don't want to waste. So I would usually get to that point, maybe a couple days before the exam, hopefully at least two days before. And the last two days, it was just pulling from all material as many um, sets of questions as possible. Nice. Let's see. So you were, were you taking exams during this COVID thing in the I last few months during COVID? Yeah. I just got my final passing score about a month ago. And uh, what about your job? Did, did you go all remote or you still, yeah. yeah. Went remote. So the first two exams I was in the office working full time. And then the second two exams I was at home uh, remote working. Hmm. And did you use our uh, review notes and audios at all, or was it mostly the strategies and you just applying it to your uh, main review course? Uh, Definitely when I was in the office, I heavily used the audio notes. And that's definitely what I wanted to talk about because through my review course, it provided audio notes. And I'm definitely, I think it's beneficial to hear um, information presented in different ways. Mm Mm-hmm but I could not use the audio notes for my review course. They were pretty much just his online lectures, um, just in audio format. And so you're, you imagine he's in front of a whiteboard trying to follow him, but you're not seeing it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Your audio notes, it was just putting out pretty much bullet point facts one after another, a couple scenarios that were really easy to follow Definitely, you weren't reading off a whiteboard. I'm assuming you're reading off the review notes. Yes, but I, right, I have that in mind of like, if someone's in a car, I can't walk through all these examples because you can't follow that. Yeah, so I appreciate yeah, so <laughs> appreciate you saying that. I definitely listen, and listen to them to and from on the way to work. I didn't listen to them as much when I was working from home, but I still mm-hmm. did listen to them. And I found them to be very beneficial using that study uh, strategy to cram as much little study sessions in as possible. And, you know, you're kind of thinking about the material all day, every day, but now that I'm done, like I don't have to worry about the material at all anymore. And that's the point where you want to get. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I know you've heard this probably from me cause you obviously get our emails and, you know, listen to the course videos and everything, but that's one of the main things that I try to, or just a mindset to give people is like, listen, if you just make this all consuming, you think about it, you listen to the stuff throughout the day, or you read the notes throughout the day or take quizzes throughout the day. In addition to your main study session, I know that doesn't sound fun, but do you really, do you want this to stretch over like multiple years or would you rather just get done, you know, in a few months? So yeah, that's, that's kind of the trade-off. Well, cool. I, yeah, that was, uh, I think we went through everything I had. I mean, the last thing would be, if you were to give your biggest tip to somebody studying or maybe your top three things from your study experience, I mean, what, what would that be? I would definitely just set realistic expectations, kind of go into the process. If you're going to watch the lectures, if you're going to do the question, appro- uh, question first approach and set reasonable goals, I would kind of say, okay, my course offered 1500 questions for this section. I can get done with a hundred a day or 60 a day of new 
plus what I'm going to do for review, kind of map it out, have a plan, stick to it, try and be ahead of schedule. And then just once you find something that works or use the study hacks that are provided by Superfast CPA, um, I tell a bunch of my friends that I graduated school with that you don't have to take as long as I did. Like, let me, let me show you that there's a better way to do this and you can kind of learn from my mistakes. And I think most candidates, even working full time, like it's not unreasonable to get it done six months or less easily. Yeah. Glad to hear that you went four for four after it all started clicking. That's awesome. Yeah, it was, and the scores kept going up and, you know, I, uh, it was good. I'm really happy to get it all done. And, uh, I don't know if I would have ever, I think I would have got it done still, but it might've been more frustrating if I didn't actually know about better ways to study and didn't look a different way. Cause if I never looked outside towards a supplemental, I would have never seen like some of these kind of like study hacks. And like, you have a lot of the same ones as like Ninja CPA review. Mm -hmm. I listened to Jeff talk online too. And, um, you know, to hear him talk about Sims and you guys are kind of saying the same thing. And so it really helped to click that, you know, this is definitely a, a good approach. Yeah. Uh, just out of curiosity, do you remember, was it like a YouTube video? What was the first thing? How did you find uh super fast CPA online? Okay. It's been like two years probably, but I think yeah. it was Facebook. Was could it? Have yeah. Yeah, it? Could have been. Could have been that long ago. I think I was like, my phone probably saw me looking at review courses and I think you know, super fast PPA, you know how they track your software. I think it popped up somewhere. Yeah. So I signed up for one of your free hour long things. Gotcha. And I was like, okay, I think this could be beneficial. But then I kind of just, you know, didn't get it right away and uh, saw the sales were coming around. And one time the sale happened, I had the money and I was like, you know, I think this will definitely help. I actually bought it first. I actually sent you an email and I asked like, are you going to provide even more multiple choice questions? Cause I know Roger doesn't provide the most multiple choice. Yeah. I think the responses that some of them might be the same, but they were different, but they were a lot easier to go through them quickly. Like I felt like sometimes yeah. like, when I was studying Roger, like I, I mean, I'd be analyzing them and I think his questions are great. They really help prepare you, but I couldn't do five of his questions waiting in line at Chipotle. I could do five of yours. Exactly. And again, yeah. All of our tools that it, we keep that in mind, like that is the point they need to be usable or you just, people end up not using them. Exactly what you said. If you get stuck the first few times you use, you know, the review course app, the next time you're in line somewhere, you're just, you're just not going to use it anymore. So. Right. Yeah. All right, buddy. Well, I appreciate the time and yeah, congrats on being done. That's awesome. Thanks man. All right. Have a good one. All right. So that was the interview with Thomas. If you've listened this far, I am confident you found that very helpful, very insightful, and you probably got a, a few strategies you can add into your own study process. Again, if you haven't yet, I would highly recommend that you take an hour or invest an hour in watching one of our free training sessions. You can get the link to that, view the upcoming times at our website on the homepage at superfastcpa.com. It's the main thing at the top of the page. Or you can just text pass now one word to 44222 and we will text you back a link to register for a session. 
If you found this episode helpful, I would just ask two things. One, that you find the podcast in your podcast app where you're listening and leave a rating and review. And then second, that you share this with someone who is also studying for their CPA exams. I feel like these interviews are the best free resource you know, besides study material itself. These interviews are the best free resource available anywhere for people that are trying to figure out their own daily study process because that's what these interviews are about. They're completely free, but they take a lot of time and work to produce and publish. So please take a second, leave a rating and review, share it with someone else who's also working on their CPA exams. Thank you for listening and we'll see you on the next episode.